Hello, America, and welcome to Friday. We have a lot to share with you this uh, last hour of the week. We wanted to bring John Ziegler in, a very good friend of ours who uh, who has learned a lot in the last 10 years and watching the media. A lot we can learn about how COVID has been rolled out. He learned his lesson over the last 10 years because he was the guy who said, wait a minute, the narrative about the Penn State scandal is all wrong. I believe he has proved it to be wrong. Uh, but nobody in the media wanted to hear it. And so he has made a list of the things that you need to know about the media. And it is something that you should honestly keep on a refrigerator. So when you see things, you're like, oh, mm-hmm, okay, that's happening there. How should I react to it? Uh, John Ziegler in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, it's easier to prevent your identity from being stolen in the first place than it is to deal, gosh, with all of the problems, especially if you haven't caught it in time. I mean, if you find out right away before all the damage is done, you might be able to do something about it. LifeLock is the, the they're the best people to alert you to watch as much as anybody can. Nobody can watch everything, um, but they watch as much as they can. And if something happens, they try to alert you right away. Uh, and then they have a team of specialists that work with you to fix the problem. To me, that is real help. Just, you know, my bank going, hey, there's a problem. Looks like somebody's uh, using the credit cards. Uh, is that you? No. Okay. They actually, uh, somebody was, somebody had taken our identity and done some stuff. And, uh, okay, how do I fix this? How do I fix this? Easy. LifeLock has the people there to help you on that. LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. LifeLock.com. John Ziegler is uh, on the phone. He is a senior columnist at Mediate. He is a controversial guy, both left and right, because he calls them as he sees them. Uh, I think he's one of the braver guys. I think he's also a little suicidal uh, in his approach, but but he is also one of the only people I know that when he says, this is what I believe, I know that's exactly what he believes. And that is very rare and worth a lot today. Hello, John. How are you? Wow, Glenn. You know, I think the main reason I come on your show is just to hear your different intros to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that one was really good. That, thank you. My wife would agree with just about everything you just said. Yeah, especially the suicidal in your right, career. Exactly. Yeah, that was yeah, the part yeah. that I, I was thinking yeah. about. Yeah, okay. Um, so, John, you wrote a great ar- ar- article after 10 years of investigating the Penn State scandal. Here's what the uh, case taught me about modern media. Uh, and I can't believe media uh, or media uh, mediaite actually let you print this, um, but uh, they did. So well, that's a story. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, they have. Uh, you, you, we're not going to relitigate the uh, Sandusky uh, thing. You right. say I. You know, I did a podcast with hours and hours and hours with the benefit of hindsight. Uh, hindsight. Um, but uh, you you want to use that to show us. For instance, let's let's compare it now and and show us COVID. Right. 
No, you've hit on exactly why I think this story is relevant, although I will say, uh, you know, here we are on the 10th anniversary of the Penn State scandal, and for those that don't remember, this is the Jerry Sandusky sex abuse scandal that resulted in the firing of the great Joe Paterno and three Penn State administrators going to jail, and Sandusky's going to almost certainly die in prison. I mean, that story in and of itself was a huge story, Mm -hmm. and the fact that we have rewritten history and told you what really did happen in our epic podcast with the benefit of hindsight is, I think, inherently relevant and in a rational world would be relitigated by the news media. But being realistic, I think, John, I want you to know, um, you know, people, uh, people like you who speak the truth that is unpopular, they are always recognized much later, usually when they're dead. Um, But (laughs) I I think your I think your podcast and all of your reporting on this, I think it will turn that story around eventually. I would like to believe that. It probably will be after I'm dead. I'm preparing my nine-year-old daughter to, to, to eventually yeah. take the reins on that. Yeah. But, look, I pre- Glenn, I appreciate that more than you know. And let me do last thing on my podcast. I mean, people who have no interest in this story find it to be the most amazing podcast that they've ever encountered. I mean, it's, it's gripping. It's entertaining. I have a female co-host who was a television sportscaster here in Los Angeles who's now a, a professor of media at Syracuse University named Liv Sabib. It's an amazing ride. And we have proven this case beyond any comprehension uh, and any shadow of the doubt. And you will learn so much about humanity and the news media. And I believe you will learn how we got into this COVID mess, because a lot of what I wrote in this media column relates directly to COVID. And, And the main parts of that are what happens when everyone gets locked in emotionally and professionally into a narrative in no time where we don't know the true facts and where everyone is in a panic, a moral panic in this case involving child sex abuse, we all lose our minds, and then the experts see an opportunity to to forward their agenda. And once the story is written, and it can happen in only a couple of days, and that's what happened in Penn State, a couple of days, 10 years ago, we were told... <laughs> A nonsensical story about Jerry Sandusky having raped a boy in a shower and uh, a coach telling Joe Paterno and he basically doing nothing and Penn State covering up for this former assistant coach. That story is absurd. Now, sometimes absurd stories happen, but they come with evidence. This one did not. In fact, if you listen to the podcast, you know we've proven what actually did happen, and it's not that. But once everyone's invested, there's no going back. And I guess one of the more amazing elements of both this story and with regard to COVID is that when the facts come in now, and they're unequivocal, they're overwhelming, no one seems to care anymore. Mm-hmm. No, one, no, one, no one will admit they were wrong. Now, as a married guy, I'm well-trained in admitting when I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, I mean, even, even when I don't really think I am. Correct. Um, so I, I truly do not understand when did we stop admitting that when more information comes in, we can go, oh, wait a minute. When Maybe we rush to judgment, especially when this keeps happening. It's as if Duke lacrosse never happened. It's as if Theranos never happened. It's as if Jussie Smollett never happened. Uh, The Covington kids never happened. We're seeing it with Kyle Rittenhouse. It's time and time again, and the media never learns their lesson, mostly because they're never held accountable, Glenn. Well, I think they actually kind of are. I mean, the the blaze... Uh, you know, our streaming service and, you know, with YouTube, we beat uh, the CNN ratings many nights, many nights. 
it, it is crazy how low their ratings are going. However, right. you're right. They just think that's because we're all stupid. Um, so they don't they're never they're never called into question uh, on what they actually did and what they reported. And you can see that again with the uh, uh, with the White House now and the the Russia hoax. Uh, we know where that came from and we know the media participated in it. Uh, but, no, but no one ever gets fired, I no, guess, is no. my point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yes, as institutions, they are suffering in the ratings. I think that a large part of that is because of lack of trust. I mean, there's this narrative going that, that everyone's t- turning off television news in comparison to last year because there's no election. Well, that's part of it. But I think what happened with COVID destroyed what was ever left uh, of their credibility in a large portion of the population. But let me, give you a really, let me give you a really good example that, again, is from the Penn State case, but I think you guys are going to enjoy this because this shows this relates in, in, many, in some weird ways to COVID. The Dr. Fauci of this case was a woman by the name of Sarah Ganim, all right? Now, you, you guys fit on this narrative and tell me how absurd this is, all right? So we were told 10 years ago that the woman who broke this case was a 24-year-old Penn State graduate by the name of Sarah Ganim, 24 years old. I don't know about you guys, but when I was 24, I didn't know crap about crap. I mean, I, mean, I, I, can't, I can't even, I was a television sportscaster, an NBC affiliate in Ohio and West Virginia. I can't, in retrospect, believe they even let me on the air at 24. Uh, I agree, right? I, I'm the same way. All right, so, mm-hmm. so she's 24 years old, and immediately the media says, we found our expert, our, our Dr. Fauci. Tell us what happened in this story, Sarah. So she leads everybody in this panic down this path that turns out to be completely absurd. Now let's follow her narrative from there. She wins the Pulitzer Prize, because the media loves this narrative. You know, a semi-attractive mm-hmm. Penn State graduate female brings down the entire Penn State football program. Oh, my God, they're salivating over this. She never writes a book about the case which is impossible as a Pulitzer Prize winner. It's impossible, but there's a reason why she didn't write a book, because she can't, not because she's just a bad writer, but because her narrative would get her in big trouble about what really actually happened. But she, she gets a great gig at CNN. So she goes from a tiny little paper in, in central Pennsylvania to CNN, where she does nothing, nothing. The only thing she gets known for are having snowballs thrown at her in a snowstorm she's covering and giggling on set with Wolf Blitzer while covering a horrendous abuse case. So then she she gets, I, I believe, let go by CNN. She doesn't just suddenly retire at the age of, of 30. She, and uh, We never hear from her again. She's an assistant professor in Florida. Now on the 10th anniversary, she comes back to do a podcast about the Sandusky case. She is claiming in her podcast that she is a new Sandusky victim who died of an overdose in 2018 because of their trauma of the Sandusky abuse. Did this person ever claim to be a Sandusky accuser when they were alive? No. They were not a trial accuser. They were not a settlement accuser. I have all the settlement documents. Their family was a huge Sandusky supporter. They died of an overdose in 2018. By the way, Sandusky's in prison. I doubt there was any abuse going on at that time. And then after, after this guy's death in 2018, a year later, there are numerous articles about his overdose because the family is trying to you know, get media coverage for his cause. A year later, still no mention of Jerry Sandusky by the parents. Then all of a sudden, just before the statute of limitations comes in, they get the most unscrupulous lawyer in this case, and they sue Penn State for a lot of money with zero record of this guy ever claiming to be a Sandusky accuser. And then the media reports on Sarah Ganim's podcast that these are, this is a Sandusky victim. You can be 
okay. Right. okay, okay, John, with, John, without, John. Ever, without ever even claiming it. John. And here's Sarah Gannam, who's still the Dr. Fauci in this case. I'm the Rand Paul to, to Sarah Gannam. Unfortunately, I'm not a U.S. senator, so no one's paying attention to me. But this woman should be, this woman's credibility should be completely destroyed. And this is someone the news media put on the pedestal as a heroine. She's a fraud, and it's happening constantly in this media environment. But again, we're not going to talk about the Sandusky thing. Uh, <laughs> you are the only person I know that can wind yourself up. <laughs> I mean, you oh, just wait, like, hey, John, hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing. I'm, that, you're like, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. But let me tell you about the Sandusky thing. And then, and by the end, you're like foaming at the mouth. And all I said was, "What's going on?" <laughs> but isn't that an amazing story? I mean, it, it is. It, I mean, it is. I, I'm and a big it, believer. And it is, it, if you wait, wait long enough, the truth will come out. It's just many people stop paying attention. Well, and you're exactly right where we started, which is this is what's happening right now to the New York Times reporter that uh, wrote everything about the Russia hoax. It's all false now, provenly false. She's not returning the, the Pulitzer Prize. New York Times is not firing her. They right. just move on. Uh, and, and that is the problem with the media. Let me let me take a quick break and then I'm going to come back because I want to go through some of these um, things that you wrote about uh, in in a panic. Question everything. Once a narrative is set, look out. And the modern media is really like the movie business. I want to start on on that one when we come back with John Ziegler. I think he needs a drink of water and maybe at least an Advil. Uh, Tuttle Twins, time to take the education of our children into our own hands. This week, we've been honoring those who stepped to the plate and served our country at the risk of their own lives. Now, let's follow through and help preserve what they're fighting for. The good news is, by going after our our children in the school, uh, school system, the left has awoken a sleeping giant of independents, Democrats, and uh, Republicans, just ordinary Americans that don't hate their country. We have a long way to go to ensure that the next generation grows up to appreciate the freedom of the American experiment. And that's where the Tuttle Twin books come in. They will uh, teach your kids and, quite honestly, you and me an awful lot you didn't know about America. How free markets work, liberty, and American exceptionalism. Now, the Tuttle Twins books, they are having a crazy Veterans Day sale this week. 50% off all of their book sets. 50% off. Now, that's their book sets for toddlers, for kids, and teens. 50% off this week only. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Use the promo code VETERAN and get 50% off. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. John, I've got only a few minutes left, and uh, I want to talk to you about something else. So I, uh, let's go through these quickly, if we can, because I think these are really important to keep on your refrigerator as you see a big story come by, because it you are exactly right. Um, let's pick it up here. The modern media is really like the movie business. Nonfiction movies used to say based on a true story. But today you say it's different. 
Yeah, it's basically the, the dramatic license is so dr- incredible that it's basically stuff that could have theoretically happened, probably didn't. But boy, it makes a great story. And, you know, I think we see this all the time. Yes, we absolutely saw it with the Penn State scandal. Uh, let me give you an example that you, know, you and I are going to slightly disagree on, but not much on the Russian story. I agree with you. The media blew it on the Russian story. I think there was a kernel of truth there, but they decided you know what? That's not good enough. We need to juice this. We need to make this into a movie where we've got a Manchurian candidate president, which was always a ridiculous concept to begin with. And, and the, the whole notion of Russian collusion with regard to the, the 2016 election. And so we now know that that movie was false. Uh, but that's why they, but, but they did that for two reasons. One, it fit their political agenda. But two, because let's face it, real life is actually pretty boring. And because the business model of the news media is broken, they need to juice real stories into movie fiction in order to keep an audience. That is the essence of what has happened here. In the olden days, back when you and I were young, a a newspaper was a license to print money, a radio station was a license to print money, there were only four or five TV stations, it wasn't cable news, and so they didn't need to do this. Because they were going to make money regardless. Now they're, they're desperately scrapping for every little ratings point they can get, and that's why they're juicing stories right. that, that were, were used to be considered nonfiction are now being pretended to be, uh, you know, that they're, pretending that they're real when they're not. Quickly, um, the third rail topics. The defense is inherently disadvantaged. This one I think is really true, really powerful. Yeah, when you're dealing with a very controversial topic, whether it's race, whether it is sexual assault, uh, whether it is basically has anything to do with republicanism, <laughs> uh, you know, when uh, the, I, I believe that what the news media fails to understand, or maybe they don't care, is that they have a massive impact on how a story is going to turn out and how they cover it, and it goes way beyond just polluting the jury pool. It goes into the dynamics of putting on a defense, and part of that is people who are prone to jumping in and saying, wait a minute, we're rushing to a a, a conclusion here, we're rushing to judgment, are afraid to do so because they don't want to be seen as pro-child abuse or pro-racism or or pro-killing innocent people or whatever it is. And then by the time the facts come in, it's too late because everyone has moved on and oftentimes the judicial system has already decided. We're getting everything in the in bass backwards order, we used to wait till a trial. Even here in Los Angeles, we waited till after the trial to have the Rodney King riots. Now we do the riots first and the trial later, and it doesn't work. Emotional investment causes one-side reporting. This is really hard because this is why they don't correct themselves, is because they're emotionally invested. It's not just about not admitting you're wrong. That's a big part of it. But they so desperately, and let's be clear, liberals control the narrative almost all the time in these situations. Once they get emotionally invested, you can't let go. The world, real world example of this, masks. The, the security blanket of masks and, and the anti-Trump virtue signal of masks. They have fallen in love with masks. So the idea that being told that they wore masks for no reason for a year and a half, it's impossible for them to even comprehend that. It is far easier to dupe someone, especially a liberal in the news media, than to convince them that they have been duped. And this impacts all sorts of stories. You, um, you have many more, uh, and we'll uh, tweet the story out after 10 years of investigating the Penn State scandal. Here's what the case 
taught me about the modern media uh, by John Ziegler. Um, I, I, one of the one of them that are in here that I think is just so great is the modern media would have backed the Salem witch trials. It's absolutely uh-huh. true. A hundred percent. As long as they were getting good ratings and, and they, you know, they didn't like the witches. I mean, they absolutely would have they absolutely would have backed the, the Salem witch trials. And, and Glenn, and thank you so much for, for caring about this story. And I, I do peop, hope people will at least take a listen to our podcast with the benefit of hindsight because you will not regret it. It's an incredible ride. It teaches you everything you need to know about modern humanity, modern media, and why things are so broken. Where can you get the podcast? Just anywhere? iTunes, Spotify, uh, everywhere. Uh, With the benefit of hindsight uh, is the uh, podcast. And one of the hosts is John Ziegler. John, as always, uh, thank you so much. And I know you uh, I I know you're quite opinionated on covid and what is going on in covid. You are really going to like my special next week. Uh, And I would uh, I I I, if you will keep it to yourself, I'll send you the uh, the almost finalized locked in script. Uh, well, I saw, in I saw the I saw the title, and I actually emailed Stu because I've been pitching a documentary that has almost the exact same title. Really, <laughs> <laughs> my title was was Panic Politics and Propaganda, and when I saw yours, I'm like, Holy cow! Yeah. Great minds really do think alike. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next week is a two hour commercial free special that I think you're going to. Uh, you're going to feast on because I think there's a lot of stuff in there that even you are going to find uh, new and horrifying and will want to report on it. John Ziegler, we'll talk to you again. Thank you so much. John Ziegler, Zig, Zygmunt Freud is his Twitter handle. Zygmunt Freud. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Remember the old days? If everybody was jumping off a cliff, would you do it too? Okay, guess what? Everybody is jumping off a cliff, and uh, and everybody is just, just like a pack, just running over this cliff. Stop, stop. Take a deep breath. Do not get into the crowd. It's a bad, bad place to be right now because the crowd is going the wrong direction. And don't listen to people. You've got to separate yourself from people who are saying, yeah, but I can give you some really good stuff here. I got really good stuff. If it's also connected to poison, don't. Big Mobile uh, is a big part of our problem right now. They are funding really bad things. Uh, Abortion and Planned Parenthood is one of them from uh, Verizon. I want you to go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck and stand away from the crowd. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch from Big Mobile. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You'll probably save. You'll probably cut your phone bill in half by switching to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Fauci Live. Get 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. I am, I am really optimistic for our future, um, and I'm optimistic because I see more and more people standing up. Uh, I had a great interview um, yesterday uh, for the uh, podcast, and I honestly I didn't know what I was what I was stepping uh, stepping into. It is a woman that was on Fox. Do we happen to have the uh, Brian Stelter? uh interview uh with her she was uh she was on she's a journalist 
and Brian Stelter had her on and he was like, I don't know, the drunk Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, or maybe he's just Mr. Potato Head, but it's starting to turn a little into vodka. Uh, he looked at her like a deer in the headlights and had absolutely no idea what she was even talking about. And basically, she comes on to tell uh, Brian Stelter that uh, there's a problem with the media, and it is it's real arrogance. Listen, here it is. Do you have it? Okay. Um, all right. Well, let me let me uh, introduce you to her, uh, to you. Her name is um, Batia Ungar Sargon. And when I was in- interviewing her again, all I knew is she was telling the truth on about the media on mainstream media. And I thought this woman has no chance. This woman has no chance. Who is she? Didn't know if she was a conservative or a liberal. Well, I find out that she is a liberal and she has woken up. Play Cut 8, please, from the podcast today. I honestly do think that wokeness is the reason that a lot of liberals are waking up. You know, that just the the insulting nature of it, the um, the way that it, it fails to accurately capture the richness of opinion in the black community, the way that it's, you know, the like you said, the 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 contempt that the that this worldview shows for their fellow Americans who they know are no longer racist. I think that people are just fed up with the attempt to re-racialize American society and we're ready for unity. I mean we're that we're ready for unity. Listen to that. But boy they I mean I mean look at Virginia. Look at Virginia. Yeah. They were all <laughs> all the media was on television while the lieutenant governor, the first black woman, is accepting uh, and and walking into the role, they're all saying this was a racist thing. It was all racist dog whistles. And you're like, how can these people be racist when they just <laughs> elected her and a Hispanic at another high? It's not that. It was so amazing, the split screen of uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, a Jamaican immigrant, leading the crowd in chants, USA, USA, on one side of the screen, the other, Joy Reid, calling her a white, you know, this a victory for white White supremacy, right? It was the two Americas. And I mean, honestly, it's just that, that image of Winsome Sears, it was really, I think, a lot of liberals that is what they want to believe america is and that is what they believe america is and that is what america is and the joy reed side is six percent of the people are on that in that group it it, it's you know we talk about it like that's all the democrats it's really not it's a tiny tiny minority that's drunk on its own you know success in this economy that rewards these elite educations i don't know why and that you know punishes people who are working class again i don't know why and um i mean i guess i wrote a whole book about why so i shouldn't say that but (laughs) (laughs) i have a um i have a few congressmen and senators that i talk to a lot and they're not Uh they're not Uh necessarily the ones that people would think that i'm talking to and Uh i have tried to convince them guys now is the time to do what happened in 1856 and that is stand up and go you know i figured out that neither side actually cares about these problems that you're not serious about solving anything. 
you you're playing we're playing a giant game here and uh i'm not playing it and neither are my fellow democrats and republicans this guy is a democrat this guy's a republican that guy's a democrat that person's an independent and we're done playing this game uh it's a really interesting conversation where she uh really kind of excoriates herself because she didn't wake up until she says 2018 and i give her a lot of credit she has lost friends and everything else but she sees things clearly and we we talked about you know how how does that happen how do you wake people up and she's got some i think some really good advice and um and one of one of the things we talk about is um how we have to come together we're not going to agree on everything and we got to stop thinking that we should we have to agree on principles principles bill of rights just start with that uh and we can find our way to each other we didn't agree on policies but we sure agreed on principles and i have a lot of respect for her and she seemed to have respect for me as well that if we can agree on principles then we can do things like can we ask some critical questions here if you can't ask critical questions uh we are in uh we're in the city in Ukraine called Chernobyl. And uh, the system is about to go into uh, meltdown. And they say, vent it. And the people in the control room go, but why would we? I, I don't think that vent it. And they vent it. And look what happened. It went into meltdown. That's where we are. We're in this place where you can't question anything. And they're saying you can't question it because it's an emergency. Nobody is going to make a wise decision in an emergency. This is why I'm telling you, please prepare your family, prepare for impact, uh, prepare for shortages, get out of debt as much as you possibly can, curb your spending as much as you can. Because you don't want to be in a situation where you're in a panic. That's where we were at the beginning of the pandemic. 15 days to flatten the curve. All of us pretty much thought that that was a pretty good idea. Let's just take two weeks. Let's take a two-week pause and see what is going on. And let's get a handle on this a little bit more. But in those two weeks, some things happened that nobody has known about and that nobody now can question that were very, very important. And if we want to stop making the same mistakes, we have to go back and examine those things that happened. And it takes some courage. It takes courage to say, who's profiting off of these vaccines? And, and how is that working exactly? And is there any motivation? Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I will show you the evidence that, mm, yes. But you, when you're asking a question, you have to ask an honest question. Was this a weapon engineered by the Chinese? 
everything we've done in research shows absolutely not. Not. It's not. Was this intentional? Nope. Was, was this a surprise to Fauci and others? No. It wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a surprise. What did they do right after? Who did they inform? Who did they talk to? What did they talk about? Did they inform the president? No. And we have not only uh, had FOIA requests, we have also reached out to many of the players. Uh, You're going to learn a lot of stuff on Wednesday. But we live in a country where this is the very unpopular narrative in the world. And the powers that be are already today squashing anyone who says Rittenhouse is innocent. The algorithms are already squashing those people who are saying, look at the truth here. Here's the this this guy's innocent. They're not looking for truth. They're not trying to stop hatred. They're not trying to do anything. They are trying to win. If you try to win, eventually you will become so extreme in covering your things up. Crimes against humanity will happen if you don't stop. I've got to prove. I know I'm right. These Jews are bad. And you will just go down the road and you will kill anyone who stands in your way in the end. You come, become more and more extreme because you're in it deeper and deeper and deeper. It's why people have a hard time saying, you know what? I was wrong because they're in so deep. They've, they've invested so much into what they say they believe. It's a part of them. And this is the trick of politics. It has, it has become part of sports and Everything in your life, everything is now connected to politics. That's for a reason. There is no safe zone. You've had to make political decisions on everything you do and everything you say. It hardens you into whatever side you're on. I'm asking you to join us on next Wednesday's program. Next Wednesday's program, uh, I have been working on this chalkboard now uh, for over a week, uh, and this has been 18 months in research and about two months in production. It is commercial free. It will be live, but I am going to show you the answers to the questions that we've all had that just don't make sense. Once you understand what really happened in real time, then it makes sense. Then you have to ask yourself, is this cover up a crime? Did anybody commit a crime here? I will leave you with this. There are people, lots of very important people, that they weren't trying to save your life. They were trying to save themselves, their career, and their positions. That came first over the life of you, your mom, dad, grandmother. And it still is more important. 
until we answer these questions and then demand that people are held responsible for what they did. That's Wednesday night, Blaze TV. Black Friday is coming up. If you have been uh, in training all year for Black Friday, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to run people over with a shopping cart. I know you don't have to memorize the layout of the stores. Uh, I get it. Sounds like an awful lot of fun, you know, doing that every year. I don't understand it. But, you know, hey, to each his own. Black Friday, why not give the gift that keeps on giving and you don't have to go to the store for? It's called a Rectech. Whether you are smoking, grilling, or even baking, Rectech is absolutely the best. Smart grill technology, so it maintains any temperature the whole time the food is cooking and lets you know when it's done. Food is delicious when it comes out. You can smoke, you can grill, you can even bake. And Black Friday sale is already going on at Rectech.com. And you could save up to $415 right now. Get your grill for the holidays with free shipping on all pellet grills. Just go to Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's Rectech.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay. Let's just do, let's just do some entertainment here for just a second. Uh, If you're looking for something to watch on TV, if you haven't started watching Yellowstone yet, you must. Mm. It is one of the best shows on television. Violent, uh, but so good. So good. Um, uh, There's another show. Do not watch the American version of this because it's all politics and quite honestly not as funny, I think. Uh, Ghosts from the BBC. There's this new show maybe on CBS or something uh, called Ghosts, and it takes place in America. Eh. Um, just, you'll fall in love with the caveman. I'm just saying that ghosts, (laughs) um, uh, and you can watch that with the entire family and there's not a problem rare. Uh, last night, uh, I guess it was one night only, uh, Rocky four, the director's, uh, edition, the director's cut, uh, Mm -hmm. was uh, playing and I went with Stu because I know what a fan he is of Rocky. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like watching a band you love and have heard their CD a million times and then they're playing it live and it's like a little different and you're you're like, I don't, I mean, this is cool, but it's also not the thing I'm used to. Uh, it was a little bit of that watching it. But was yeah. it was it disturbing? Because I, from time to time, went, okay, so wait a minute. Who's that? Yeah. I mean, there, I, was, there were a few disturbing. Glenn asking very basic Rocky questions loudly I didn't make in the it theater. To four. I'm just saying I didn't make it all the way to four. I think I, I, mean, you, I think Mr. T was the where, where was the place where I'm like, there's a T in a road, and I'm going that way. Hmm. Well, we know that uh, Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher, and a lot of the audience cared about ending the Cold War. Apparently, you didn't. Uh, because as you saw at the end of that film, the Cold War ended on that speech. What an amazing difference. I mean, oh, it's shocking to watch Shocking now. to watch. To you, watch like pure patriotism. Yeah. Saying we're better than the Soviet Union. Yeah. Full stop. And seeing somebody who uh, is the underdog, mm. who's an American win it's interesting too to see they added and this wouldn't be something you would detect but they added a lot of the sort of political intrigue moments into it i mean it was always there in the movie but it was more over more dialogue based on that i wonder if that's a statement on sylvester stallone's politics because you know he's kind of famously sort of conservative yeah and you wonder if maybe more of that in maybe it's also i enjoyed it because it was a time tunnel yeah you know it was like 
and it kind of shows you the difference between today and stunning and 40 years it is truly stunning stunning that was only one night though yeah, well, only when I, you can watch it on streaming services now. I'm not sure which one it's on, but it was uh, worth you watching. You can watch it at home. It's, it was worth watching. Yeah, Rocky Four.